Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right. Hello. Oh, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Having a pretty good day. And how have your day been? It's been wonderful. It was a little stormy this morning, but now the sun has come out. I just finished having some. I guess it's lunch. I guess we had lunch. We had <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was going to say breakfast, but we had breakfast food for lunch. So y'all had what is called brunch, per se. <laughs> That's what I know it to be when you like you eating breakfast at lunch. They call it brunch. It's called but then brunch. I wonder, then I wonder what they call it if you eat it at dinner. It's dinner. <laughs> or or dunch. I mean, a brunch dunch, but I like or brunner or liner. Yeah, yeah, like you said, liner or brunner. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. So shoot. So, um, how long you been in the business, Miss Lady? Okay, so I've been officially doing porn for one year, mm-hmm. but before that, I was doing cam modeling on yeah, Saturday. I think that's where I remember you from. Yeah, yeah, for another year before that. No doubt. Now, I got to ask you this: How much money did that booty make you on cam? Because I know they love seeing your booty. Oh, they made like I made hardly anything. That's why I don't do it still. <laughs> yeah, they love to see it for free. <laughs> oh my god! Is is it, Cam is hard? I'm not even going front. It's it, it takes a lot of patience. Not everybody able to. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna say sit here and do it, but it no, not everybody able to do it. It's true. because it, it because it takes a lot. A lot of talking. You got to talk motherfuckers in the building, talking them into getting your tips or what have you, everything. Um, but she, how long you say you was a cam model? For a year, and I, like, year. I did decent. I had a I had a day job or kind of another gig at that yeah. time, but um, I definitely can't do it full time. Oh no, no! It, 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 I know some girls that did they do it full time, and trust me, they sometimes pull their hair out. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then girls that do very well. So, but I'm not surprised that you got pulled into the world of boy girl and everything because you are you are amazing. You know, thank you. Um, and that booty, and, and you have more than booty. You have a beautiful face on top of that. 
So <laughs> I have an even better personality too. Just wait. I can hear that <laughs> and an even just a sexy voice. I swear. More jerk off instruction, huh? Oh my God. I can hear it now. You might make you might make me bust just hearing you talk. <laughs> a little harder, but not too hard. Don't come yet. <laughs> Oh my God! Look, let me do, let me do these part tickets so we can get this thing rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone trying to start their own podcast career. All you gotta do is download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm and get yourself a profile star podcast today. I'm your host, Kevin Arvin, Southern Champ, aka the Porn Rap Star. Find all my links in one place with one link allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. I have three wonderful sponsors to tell you about. The first one being the Facebook and LS community, lsworld.com. Go get a profile. Next up is eroticismmagazine.com. Go there today, get a monthly subscription. Get it mailed to you. If you get it paperback or you can get it digital, either way, get a subscription. And last but not least, and black-owned, excitebuddy.com for you content creators, 90% profit. That's right, you get to take home 90% profit and no censorship. That means if it's scat, you can put it up there. If it's Anything you can put up there. They're not going to bother you because it's sex worker friendly and once again, black owned. And for you consumers who are looking for a new place to spend your hard earned money on some sexy ladies, Excite Bunny is the perfect place for you to go to. So go to ExciteBunny.com and catch that smoke. Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. Also, while you at ShopGWDistrict.com, you have the opportunity to buy products from over 500 black-owned retailers and shops. So go to shopgjbdistrict.com, buy black, support the black business, so we can build the black economy so we can create generational wealth. And last but not least, check me out on skyhawkafterdarktv.com. Check out my main page where you can hear the podcast directly or check it out via radio station. Either way, catch that smoke at skyhawkafterdarktv.com. Now, I'm about to shut up. Because I'm out of breath now. And I'm going to let this sexy, big booty, beautiful goddess introduce herself. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, I'm Luna Lark, uh, adult. You can go to lovelunalark.com for all of my links. Mm. I'm Love Luna Lark on Instagram, and my Twitter is LunalarkX. And there's only one Twitter. So if it's not Luna Lark X, it's somebody else. So it's like just going down your just going down your Twitter feed. It's just like yeah, you 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 do some nice work and everything. <laughs> and, um and like I said, it's see I'm retired, so like I said, look at ladies like you just made me wish that I wasn't. But <laughs> and dude, I, I think I you love- can come out of retirement anytime. I mean I could I mean, I could, but you know, I, 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 I'm a proponent of energy. I tell everybody this, the energy that I get from this podcast and the positiveness, I don't want to get it if I go back because when I made a decision to retire, that's when this shit popped off. And if I was a podcaster, if I wasn't a podcast, I wouldn't be talking to a beautiful woman like yourself. See? It's true. So, so, and do you shoot a lot with your glasses? I've just found it just, just sexy. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. I always shoot with my glasses on. Well, there's a couple shoots that I do without them. And it's not super easy. Like it's it's hard because you got that glare on the camera. Yeah. And then they can like fall off when you're giving head. It's and fog tricky. up. 
<laughs> yeah, they fog up. They oh god, all sorts of shit gets on them. <laughs> oh, I, I can believe it. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure you had a couple of facial cum shots that went all over your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god. So look, let's start at the beginning. What got you into the business first with the webcaming? Uh, so years ago. Oh shit, hold on. My friend left their phone at my house. Uh oh. Okay. (laughs) I got into the business because I just left the corporate world. I wasn't really into it anymore. I wanted something else. And every time I like went on a Tinder date, um Mm. the guy would be like, You're like you're a booty model on Instagram, right? And I was like, no. <laughs> How? What is that? What can I do? I can do that. So I started researching it. And I started mm-hmm. researching stuff. And mm-hmm. I thought that um, maybe that would be fun to try out. So I like bought all the stuff. I was ready to do it. Then I got another job. So I didn't do it. Then the pandemic happened. All of my careers that I had were like in events and theater so I couldn't do any of them and I had all this equipment and literally like the day that we got shut in it was like the mm-hmm. next day I was like okay I'm starting it <laughs> oh, oh I have goodness. everything ready I'm ready to go mm. so when you started webcam how was it your first time it was ridiculous my first time I made so many mistakes like tell us what some mistakes that you had made okay the first time i did it well i got on in the middle of the night (laughs) i was Mm, like i don't know who i thought was gonna be awake but there were Mm. some people awake mostly overseas Mm. Uh, so i got on in the middle of the night and i was just cooking i was like i don't know what to do so i'm gonna cook topless Mm. (laughs) so i just cooked topless um and i had a couple people it wasn't like sometimes people go on cam and they get like their first show is amazing mine was weird and awkward um but then my like second and third show that i would do in the afternoons went crazy and i was like whoa and i didn't even know i was like oh no how do i get people to tip they're just telling me to do things and i was like i'm pretty sure i gave them a free cum show my second show (laughs) (laughs) i was just like (laughs) super into it and like Mm -hmm. I already know I got your phone. <laughs> so, so that that was my first couple cam shows. It was I just enjoyed myself so much too. It was super fun, and I made all these different friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with the the cam, um, how did you pick which cam site to go to? Because I mean, it was so many <laughs> at the time when 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 you started versus when when I was when I first started the business. I mean, it's so funny. <laughs> okay, you probably don't watch. Do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes. Okay, so Katya and Trixie have a show um, on YouTube called Ugh. And then <laughs> Katya always talks about Chatterbait. I didn't even know what campsites there were out there, but I knew mm-hmm. about Chatterbait from Katya. And I went on there and I just liked them. I went to other ones, but I kind of liked Chatterbait and how many people there were um, and their setup. So I just went with them. 
Most definitely, most definitely. So part is you really didn't do any research on the camera. So it was basically <laughs> was trial and error for you for the most part. I went with my intuition. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> so when so when did you switch to like okay, how can I put when did you switch to shooting content? I'm pretty sure you were shooting content before you did boy girl. Yeah, so, so like since I started in the pandemic, no one was shooting with anyone. Um, and pretty quickly into camming, I had fans being like, you should shoot for plumper pass. You should shoot for Jeff's models. And I was like, Oh, tell me how I do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, so I, I have started to learn and reach out to those people, uh, but no one was shooting. And so I started an only fans, but that was kind of later, like maybe like eight or nine months after I started camming and I just started doing my own solo videos but i started doing like custom videos pretty quickly into camming because people request those yeah so what's some of the requests that you got for your customs uh always riding the dick so you can watch my titties i figured that that. they want to see that ass bounce on the dick (laughs) yep oiled up ass bouncing uh what else the schoolgirl thing breeding fantasies All the usual things, you know. A lot of, you know, everyone wants to hear their name be said yeah. by me. Mm, okay, most definitely. <laughs> so, so finally you went through searching for your first boy girl scene. And who did you work with for your first boy girl scene? I worked with Plumper Pass. Okay. Um, oh, you jumped. Oh, damn. You jumped dead in the pool. <laughs> I jumped in full force. I was super excited. Um, so, I had reached out to them and I was going to shoot with them. And then it kept getting rescheduled because of the pandemic. But I really, I love them. I love their production value. I loved um, everything about their site. So I really wanted to go with them first. Okay. So when you, um, let's go, let's unpack your first shoot, shall we? If you don't mind. Sure. Um, Walking into the shoot, well, how was your nerves, your me- me- mental, you know, and any mental prep that you did prior to going into the shoot? Because this is your first boy-girl shoot, and it's not just a simple boy-girl shoot. You're shooting with one of the top companies in our business. Well, actually, I did a bunch of shoots with other companies before I did my first boy-girl. So, Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I... I waited a while to do boy girl. I did girl girl. I did solo. So I shot for plumper pass doing solos. So I kind of knew and a girl girl. So I knew going in what the, um, how everything went and I knew people. So I felt pretty comfortable. Um, and then I had shot some boy girl content that I was waiting to put out until my first plumper pass scene went live. Mm -hmm. So, which all of that feels really good because I wasn't nervous at all. My first boy girl, mm. like my pro boy girl, not at mm. all. Um, okay, okay. But but you had done boy girl prior to that, per se. Because you say your first pro boy girl. Uh, yeah. So like when I did uh, my first boy girl scenes, I did in Las Vegas, but I held on to them until Plumper Pass released that first Okay, I see what you're saying. saying. And who did you work with when you did those? The first time was Chris Cardio, so that scene with me and Chris Cardio that's out um, 
is my first boy girl and that was amazing we just clicked and um i knew the camera person so i felt super comfortable we just had a great time and we we fucked and then we fucked some more (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, i can hear your voice you sound like you had a very good time so what are some of the things because i call it pre-care you know, me being from the BDSM lifestyle, what have you, there's pre-care and porn. What's some of the things that producers in male times did that help you become comfortable on set before the shoot? Yeah, you know, I always like to know if I'm going into like a pro scene, who the person is. I like mm. to talk to people before, you know, at least in yeah. some way, get a little bit flirty. Um, I like when the male talent is a little flirty on set. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people, you know, you're trying to gauge people's boundaries of like, can I touch you? Are we only going to touch on camera? But like the flirty and the conversations, I definitely like when people really want to engage with me beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it helps with the chemistry. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and everything, even to when you discuss boundaries, you yes. know, period. Um, because boundaries are very important to discuss on set speak to the importance of getting that getting that conversation going before you do a shoot and the importance of it man you know i love i love porn because it's really helped me have those conversations even in my private life of like every time i'm about to have a sexual encounter now i Mm -hmm. always have that conversation because you know, they might be into something that you're not and vice versa. So how are you going to know that unless somebody oversteps a boundary or you talk about it? So you always want to talk about it because you don't want that on film. You don't want to feel uncomfortable on film ever. You don't want to feel uncomfortable later and then have that filmed. So it's incredibly important to like know your boundaries, know your limits, be able to talk about them and tell another person. So, but you being on set because basically the people you shot with on boy girl tip and even with the girl girl tip, these was professionals. They wasn't amateurs or only fans, content creators. These were people that was in the industry. So okay. with the first first time you actually did your boy girl, um, how much did you see how different it was than from fucking on camp? I mean, see fucking on camera versus fucking off camera. You know, that first time you said, how much did he show you how, in other words, I'm trying to say it right. How much did that first shoot make you respect what people do in the business, literally? Yeah. Um, Yeah, the opening up, right? Like opening Mm. up to the camera and having to get in some weird positions that might not feel the best, but look the best. Yeah. You're definitely, you're not fucking for yourself, right? And that was a, a big realization of, like, I can't just do what feels good to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. have to be aware of the camera. But, again, like, camming really helped me with that because mm-hmm. it's the same when you're masturbating on camera, right? Yeah. So I always, I think it's such a blessing to have experience doing cam before you do porn. Mm-hmm. And that, oh, my God. That (laughs) I don't know how men do it. It is such a talent to be able to come on command in a room full of people after you fucked, like, you know, okay, we're doing Mm -hmm. it for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and now you come, come. I'm like, how do you do this, you guys? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, because with me, I never went <clears throat> Hollywood. So mine was more on the, it was shot professionally, but it was more how you do the content trades. Uh -huh. Because what people don't realize when you're shooting on set, even the flow of how the scene goes is different from content trade. Speak to that. Yeah. So content trades, I mean, you have the ability to to do whatever you want. You can just do gonzo. You can talk about everything. Um, but professional, usually there's a director who wants certain um, certain angles and certain positions for a certain amount of time. And you kind of have to map those out. And there's more starting and stopping. Um, <clears throat> and there's definitely more people and more lights and more more things around uh so yeah i think there's always more starting and stopping yeah because because uh, that's the main reason why i ain't go hollywood because i liked it to where we control the action like if you ride me you want to continue riding me because you're about to bust a nut right you might be on set he might fuck that nut up and sometimes when you stop it you might can't get it back exactly and that like i'm so impressed by the guys of like how can you how can you stop and you're just like okay and we're gonna talk things through while you're jerking yourself off <laughs> to keep, yeah. like, keep up the energy but it's the same for women too like you have to yeah. keep in that zone and sometimes yeah. like yeah, yeah when you say doing content trade you sometimes i can forget there's a camera there I'm just yeah. like so into it. I don't know. There's people watching. Who cares? Whatever. This feels fantastic. But professionally, it's a little harder to get in that space because of the stopping and starting. Now, also, I know that you learned there's middle prep, mental prep that heads into a shoot. Speak to the mental prep that you have to do going into a shoot. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually a really spiritual person. So I do a lot of spiritual stuff before and mm -hmm. after any shoot. <clears throat> so things that I do beforehand, I try to really center myself and um, call all of myself into my body to be really present um, and to ground myself. So I feel, yeah, just really calm and centered, you know, and mm -hmm. like I do this mental thing of like all of my problems, any issues in my life that I could be anxious or thinking about, I put them like in a little box over to the side of like, that's not what I need to worry about right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to have, and you know, and I put like a prayer out that this will be for everyone's highest and greatest good, mm -hmm. that it will be um, for everyone's greatest sexual exploration, pleasure and joy Mm. Um, and we will all have a great time. So that's what I do beforehand. See, now I know that she's definitely going to be coming back on the show a lot because she's talking about energy, tantra, and she has a little bit of knowledge in it. So we really could chop it up on that level. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I literally, right before you called, um, I was doing my money blessing ceremony. Mm. Okay, <laughs> I, okay. Are, 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 we awakened? Money, are we awakened? Are we just... Uh, no, there's like no religion behind it. Um, okay. It's technically like I try to find and study the concepts that are similar through every culture on every continent. Indeed. Mm -hmm. mm, See, I've told you people, we, 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 we talk about more than just sucking dick and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about way more than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, 
<laughs> so what? So what do you do energy wise after the shoot? Because you, you told us what your, your mental prep after, before the shoot. What's your mental prep after? Yeah. So after. So the idea is that my energy is held around and in my body. And then when I'm connecting with someone else, our energy is merging, right? So as much as I love to bask in that, I also need to send it back and get my energy back. So I say thank you and I give all their energy back and I take my energy back and then I do a little um, rattling and I like seal my energy field back up. And I say, thank you. I always want to shower just because it's part of my ritual. Mm-hmm. So I'll do a full shower. And then at the end of the day, <laughs> get ready. It's pretty woo-woo, but I like to do it. I actually have a crystal dildo that mm-hmm. I'll just put inside me while I meditate. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm putting all the light back into myself oh, and I making sure that my energy is whole and complete. There's a lot of men listening right now smoking a cigarette. Uh, you know, <laughs> just you just made them come and everything. And speaking about coming, I got to ask you about your stewardess thing that you did for Blush Erotica. I had them, I interviewed them a while back. Oh yeah. And she with Kendra Lee Ryan. Tell us about this stewardess scene, because it, 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 the gift he got up here is how to say you riding the fuck out of her damn <laughs> strap on. <laughs> okay. Here's the best part about that scene. <laughs> Okay, so when they're filming, you know, they don't have the sound on. They're not filming the sound, too, because they have the voiceovers. But I'm getting all into it. Like, I'm fucking Kendra. Kendra's fucking me. I'm super into it. I'm moaning really loud. Mm. And we actually got banned from the studio because you're not supposed to shoot porn there. (laughs) (laughs) And I was moaning so loud that they heard and they saw on the cameras. <laughs> oh my god! It it, it must have got real. Yeah, I can see it got real good because you was riding hard. It, oh my god! It was a vibrating dildo. It felt so good. <laughs> she like all of a sudden she's like, wait, wait, hold on, and turns the vibration on, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh lord! And then um, well, I was I was watching this. Ordered up scene, I think it's from your site. Uh, BBW takes thick, delicious cock. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that shit. Who was that you worked with? Artemis. Oh, yes. It, that's his. You know what's so fucking funny? After I talked to you, I got to do a show with him. But <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me, I was, t- tell me I was to work with Artemis. Oh, I loved it. He's so funny. He's like, oh, he's just a funny person. He's really, really fun. And he has his best friend shoot for him. And them together are like an old married couple. I just oh my like, God. I loved the energy of working with them so much that I was like, please, anytime, let's do this again. And also, Artemis, fucking, his dick is so thick and amazing. Oh. Yes. See that. I, yes. That that's why I I, I said it, it's funny because I'm about to make a whole bunch of male times mad. I'm gonna do a top ten of the highest male times right now. He's in my top ten. Oh, absolutely. Um, because it's it like I I always said this. He brings back sensualness to set, to porn. Because yes. even to even watching your scene, y'all was going hard, but it still was a sensualness and a sexiness to it. You know, period. And I really love the fact that you wrote his dick reverse cowgirl. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so it's like, what, 
Which do you like better, the hard sex or the sensual sex? Oh, this is how I like it. I like it sensual, hard, and sensual, like a mm. sandwich in that order. <laughs> Wait, and then, and then right as I'm coming, I want it hard again. Ooh. And then we see. can go back to sensual. Actually, I would have loved working with you. <laughs> I would have loved working with you. And then, too, also, I love the fact you wear heels, baby. Thank you. That, that's, a lost, that, that's a lost freaking art. Because girls act like they don't want to wear heels in the damn more. And and I like your heel game. Yeah. You, know, uh, you got some very nice shoes for what I can see, as well as outfits. And you make it a point to look like a sex symbol. Speak to that. Being you know? a sex symbol? Yes. Oh, I don't know how to be a sex symbol. <laughs> well, well, you're doing a good job for what I'm seeing. <laughs> Thank you. I, I do like outfits, though. I think those mm-hmm. are really important. I think looking your best all the time, especially on camera, is really important. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because um, how they see you is how they see you, you know, and they're going to want to continue to see you like that, you know, period. Um Speak to also your brand and you staying on brand. Branding. I kind of, this is an overwhelming subject for me. I'm like, what is my brand? I just kind of am myself and it happens. But Mm -hmm. I also, I know that I, I like sensuality. I like humor a lot too. Like I always Mm -hmm. want it to be fun. And if I'm not giggling, I better be moaning. (laughs) <laughs> most definitely most definitely now i know a lot of people hit you up the one do content trade what do a talent has to bring to the table that you give the green light that you will work with them for a content trade shoot yeah that's a great question um so you definitely have to be established if you're not established you have to be able to show that you have a camera person or you're not just in it to fuck people like that's an awesome perk but we're here to like this is our job right so i i want you to be able to show me that making a uh, good content is really important to you mm-hmm. um i do like people with followings of course that's really helpful because when two people with followings come together then it's even bigger and better than just, you know, one person. Uh, I also look for how they treat their co-stars, you know? Are they fucking really hard? Do they really like disrespectful stuff? I'm not really into that. So that wouldn't be a good fit for me. Um, so I kind of look for that overall thing. Also, like, to be honest, is there Twitter full of like complaining? Some people get all complaining on Twitter. And for me, that's just not a space to do that. So, you know, I'm trying to gauge like the energy of the person. And um, and then like my final thing is I really like to look at a picture of them and be like, is this a person that I should work with? And if I get like an internal yes, then it's it's all good. And if it's an internal no, then it's a no. Mm, okay, okay, most definitely. And like and that's helpful if I meet them too. So like there have been some people I've been unsure, but then I meet them in person and I'm like, oh, I really like them. Yes. Now how much you go off of like do you ask other models and how much do you take their word? 
Uh, yes, I always do references as well. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I try to do, if I don't know the models who are telling me about them, I will do multiple yeah. models for references. Mm-hmm. But if I know them, then I trust them. Yeah, because what people realize is that you not only pick your male talents for not only their work, but also they fit your brand. Yes. And everything. And then, too, also, I see that the way that you film, you stay at the level that you was introduced, which was on a professional level. So what's some of the equipment that you use for your film, your personal filming? My personal filming, I usually just use my phone, which mm. is an iPhone. But I prefer <laughs> to have a camera person. Yeah, I'm the same way. I cringe when I hear about an iPhone. I'm sorry. It, you can't beat the lens. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> you no, yeah. Uh, that's what I'll do at my house. But if I'm like doing, if I'm working with another model, it's mm-hmm. probably not going to be my phone. Yeah, because now I always had a cameraman. Like when girls came my way, they came for a weekend. Like Friday we POV, Saturday and Sunday we in front of the cameraman. Exactly. You know, and the only way we did the POV was just to appease the fans that like the POV shit. But the rest of the week is camera guy, role play scenes, because I love to do role play scenes. Do different scenarios like shit, like knowing that you had like a, a uh, stewardess scene, a stewardess outfit. Oh my God, I could have did a stewardess scene with you. Oh my God. <laughs> that would have been a hot ass scene. Just the thought of it, just like somehow me and you get stuck in the same room by accident <laughs> type situations <laughs> and shit, you know, period. So how do you come up with some of the ideas for your, your shoots and your scenes? So I have a running list of ideas <laughs> on my mm-hmm. phone, on a list. Um, other things. Oh, someone's walking by. A hot man just walked by my window. Uh, hot man break. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come back, come back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other thing is I will hash it out with my co-stars, see what mm. they want to do. And sometimes we have, um, outfits that would go well together or depending on where our location or shooting location is, it depends. And other times it literally is like five minutes before we're on camera or like, what are we doing today? And we make it up. Most definitely. Most definitely. Now people, you know what time it is in the show. This is when the pussies go dry and the dicks go limp. Let's talk about the business, shall we? So <laughs> you say you've been basically content creating, webcaming, been in the sex work porn star business for pro- approximately about a year. Am I correct? Yes. So you've been long enough to know the ups and downs about the money, how hard the business really is and the whole nine. Speak to the ups and downs of the money and the work that you had to put in off camera in order to achieve a check. Yeah. Yeah, the off camera stuff is way harder than on camera. On camera is the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of the time, it's like all paperwork, all computer, editing, social media, planning out your schedules, trips. Um, it's constant. It's like I'm never not working even when I say that I'm not working I'm still working (laughs) and you're kind of like on call constantly which is fine because I also can do that from my home which allows you a lot of freedom right but it's a lot there's and you got to be proficient 
with your computer skills and your social media skills um, and managing all the tiny little things that have to get done. Yeah. So now a lot of people think when you come into this business, you make money quick and the money is big. Speak to that is not facts. And what, how can I put this? How much work it takes to even see what you bring in? Yeah. Um, So a great thing is, or a great thing to think about how I run my business is I invest a lot into it before I even see returns, Mm. Um, which luckily I'm in a position where I'm able to do that. But it took a long time to build things up. Um, I guess not that long because I did this in a year, but it, you know, it didn't just happen overnight and things went slow and it was frustrating. Um, and things can still be frustrating. And I know how some people, yeah, they do just start off and get a bunch of money and followers, but that's not what it's like for most people. Like I put in a lot of hard work, um, to build up my following by, you know, going, doing a lot of different things at the same time. Um, and building off of that constantly so yeah it's never it's kind of like you get what you put into it if you work really hard you're probably gonna make more money if you work less you'll make a little bit less that's just how it is um and then you got to have people to shoot with constantly right like i live in a place where i can't shoot constantly i have to fly so i'm constantly traveling to Mm -hmm. shoot with people then i can't travel all the time like i really like my house and my life here so i gotta make sure i'm present for that too oh yeah most definitely most definitely so i see you have worked with another homie finney tell me how it was working with finney of booby university (laughs) finney is such a good person i really like working with him he's really sweet he's great to performers he's really creative and he's like inspirational because he works so hard that is a great person to look at and be like he has built all of that and he he puts things out constantly and he's very consistent and i have that conversation with him all the time of like how are you so consistent he's constantly working so i have a lot of admiration for him and his game yeah i see you a cover model also for jeff models i am <laughs> I got a DVD cover on Plumper Pass too. I was like, damn. Oh now, how did you feel when you saw yourself on the cover of these DVDs? I was super excited. And then I was like, maybe I should make my own DVDs. How do I make my own DVDs? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> you know, because I mean, because they still people still spend money on hot movies and AEBN. Exactly. And, um, um, with, with the uh, the pay per view, which you got to send in like DVDs for all that or whatever, because I even got an account with them. I just ain't done nothing in a minute because I don't make DVDs anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's like this is the question I want to ask you. You have worked pretty much with every, all the top companies that dealt in the BBW world for the most part. Yes. Um, I think have you worked with Score yet? Nope. I talked to Score. I don't think that they'll hire me, honestly. Well, what? Well, you more ass than tits. That's probably what. <laughs> yeah, I am more ass than tits. <laughs> They're not a huge fan of like the girls with the bellies, and my tits yeah. are very proportionate. You know, they like yeah. the huge tits, disproportionate yeah, yeah. to their body. So, so has you uh, measured your ass, your hips? Yeah, my ass is fifty-five inches around. Nice. 
it's not. So it's like when you look back, you actually has had a stellar rookie career. So yeah. Um, because the bodies of the times you have worked with and as well as the companies that you have worked with, what have you learned from working with all these people that is stuck with you so far in this business? What have I learned? Um, yeah, how much you really need to advocate for yourself and how much, uh, you are your own brand, right? So you have to manage and advocate for yourself because no one else will. And you need to know your boundaries and be able to stick firm to them. Yeah, most definitely. Now we're going to go into a little bit of the hard questions. Not yeah. too hard, but the hard questions. So walking in, because I always ask this of a lot of BBWs, did you think that, it be, that BBWs was popping that hard when you first started camming or even doing porn? Um, no, I did not have an idea fully. I was like in the dark. Um, because really, it wasn't until, you know, April Flores, she was like the first BBW star that I saw that looked like me back in like 2014. And I know BBWs have been around forever and ever. But that was like the first time I saw it in porn. And I was so excited. And it really wasn't until I got into this deeper and deeper that I saw how big um, of a fan base we have, as well as how many creators there are. Yeah. So slowly but surely, mainstream Hollywood is starting to catch on. Um, Why do you think it took them so long? It took them so long to catch on to the BBW wave, even though it's been here forever. Oh, yeah, we've been here forever. Um, Because they want things their own way, and it takes years and years, like... 20 to 50 years for people to trailblaze right mm. and our our society is really it's really banked off of marketing towards women to make them think they need to be thin so they can sell them certain things to keep them thin it's like it's all part of the patriarchy right yeah. um this is how we want women to look and if they're outside of that we don't like them and therefore they don't have value in our society, which is all just fake, right? Mm-hmm. It's all pretend and made up uh, and bullshit. And so finally, I feel like women are really tired of it. We're getting to a point where enough people are stepping out of that box and able to be like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's start representing people in all their shapes, sizes, colors, everything. Most definitely. That is so true. So fucking true. And well said, I must admit. So now, um, I know you probably planning to go to a couple conventions. Yep, definitely. And everything, as well as uh, have you done any content houses? Haven't done any content houses. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty picky about who I work with. <laughs> what? <laughs> What I would like is I'd like to do my own content houses because mm-hmm. I I would make some I would I'm just a fantastic host and mm-hmm. I would like to pick who is there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but, because um, cause I always hear you know stories of content houses where you know girls go in and they don't want to work with some of the male talents and people getting their feelings and stuff like that. Um, what do you? Think of that. Like, if you was ever in that position that a guy 
they say didn't want to work with you. Because we do know, we, we keep it real on my show. We do know there's guys that sit here will fuck a BBW off camera, will not fuck one on camera to save their life. Oh, so, absolutely. So if you ever in that position, how would you handle that? Of, uh, and people have rejected me to work with me before. Absolutely. No hard feelings. Who the fuck is wrong? With, what's wrong with these people? Damn it. <laughs> oh, well, here, this is my thing. There's plenty of uh, male talent that I don't want to work with or I'm mm. not interested with in working with at the moment. And mm. there may not be anything wrong with them. They mm. could be perfectly good talent for whatever reason, but there might be something that just throws me off about them. So mm. no hard feelings. Everyone has that decision. And I never ever want to have sex with someone on camera who doesn't fully want to be fucking me and me fucking them mm-hmm. i you know that's just how it goes yeah because um with me like i said it was just funny because like for the longest people thought i would not fuck nothing but a bbw and i used to hear smaller girls be like you sure i'm what you want i'm like i'm hitting you up eh? ain't <laughs> Because it with men sometimes we can't help who we work with. You know, period. Because it's it's kinda like, you know, pussy. Women get dick when they want it, men we get pussy when it's available. So the same thing go with porn. Um so it's like let's say if a dude hits you up and he working up for with skinny girls, would that make you feel off putting if he hit you up? No, I would be excited and happy that he's expanding his horizons. Thank you. Because some women are like, you sure you want me to be up there? Oh, you got your skinny girls. No. He just picked you to be his first big girl. You going to complain about it? <laughs> exactly. If This has been my thought for a long time of like, let's just get insecurity out of the way. If someone is calling you, if someone is spending time with you, they're doing that because they want to be with you. So have you thought about doing any gang bangs, bull bangs, anything of that nature? Yes, but it'd have to be on my terms. Like, I want to pick the guys who would be in it. Um, and I'd love to do a threesome with two guys. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. I just want to pick who those two people are. Now, if y'all notice, you keep hearing pick, pick, pick. Now, I want you to speak to this because I've had this conversation with a lot of chicks. And I've heard this before. Now, a lot of girls decide they don't want to do boy girl or do full moon porn because. The thought process is that I have to fuck all these dicks in order to be successful or make money, and they don't have choice. Speak to that is not fucking factual at all. It is not factual. Um, I get that, but at the same time, I, I don't think doing things you don't want to do will make you successful. You know, that'll burn people out. That'll make bad scenes. Don't do anything you don't want to do. This is about consent. Sex should always be about consent. Porn should always be about consent. Um, There's like, I work with people over and over and again, and I still will because why not? You know, I didn't work with the same people. It's not a problem. So I, and you know, I always feel like there is enough dick and pussy to go around for everybody. Yeah, actually, it is. <laughs> there is. Actually, There's also enough money to go around for everybody. So, like, to get out of that, like, non-abundance, to be in an abundance mindset of, like, if you do what you love and you do it well, you will be successful. 
but maybe you need to reestablish what success is to you because there are some people who have millions and millions of followers who are unhappy and do you want to be unhappy and have two million followers or do you want to be happy and successful in another way so knowing that you got such a big beautiful gorgeous ass do you do anal <laughs> no um <laughs> no that was quick okay go ahead <laughs> in my personal life from time to time but not on camera. My butt is just so tiny. Some people, I don't know, I think their butt can just open bigger than mine. Mine is so tight and it takes so much work. To, and I feel so, so this happened on cam because I do enjoy anal play. But if I go too fast, I just feel so vulnerable inside like I want to cry. And <laughs> I don't want to feel that vulnerable on film. I want to feel that vulnerable in my in my home, if things get too much, I can be like, hold me and fuck me. You know, they can't do that on cam. Well, I mean, they can't do that on cam, but but it wouldn't be genuine for so much. Exactly. <laughs> because it ain't that person that, that you would want to, to, to have done for you. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, because people don't realize it's a lot of prep that we got to do before we even get on camera anyway. Even when you come to Amy. Oh, you know, so um, much. You know, and and I know I'm pretty sure that you get requests for anal because that ass is too fat not to get the request. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. you do. <laughs> I think maybe eventually if I have a partner who just happened to be fucking in the butt and we have a yeah. camera around and I film it, I think that's the only thing that'll probably happen. Yeah. But, uh, I always subscribe to you want to have more content of you than the industry have of you. Yeah, and I tell anybody if that's the first time, you kind of want it on your side anyway. Yes, you know, period and everything. And two, it's like also we we were talking about the game, man. People don't realize how hard it is to put one together. Yes, it is difficult because it's not only just find the right talent; it's also finding can they actually coexist and actually sit in the same room together. Yeah, egos are a big thing, and like, and some men don't want to do that, and. And at the other time, like, oh, scheduling alone. Oh, my God. Scheduling yeah. with porn people is hard work. <laughs> Who you telling? And, and I'm not even in the porn business no more. <laughs> 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 that was part of the headache why I left. And I still run into it today as a podcaster. Oh, yeah. Because you know, that's the one thing about any business. It, you always want somebody else's time schedule in some way, shape, or fashion. Whether you yep. like it or not. So, Miss Lady, I just want to tell you, I really enjoyed you. And I definitely want to bring you back because it's a lot we didn't touch on. Um, but but there's one thing I didn't want to ask. What's some of the misconceptions that your fans have about you? That oh. you run into? I don't know if people have misconceptions about me, but I think people are always surprised at um, how, like, oh, I'm really genuine. I'm like just like a kind, genuine person. And people are kind of surprised, I think, or like don't believe that. Um, <laughs> like, no, I'm just like, it's just me. There's no ulterior motives. It's just me. 
most definitely, most definitely. Well, I totally enjoyed you. And I definitely want you to come back for more episodes if you're willing. So I got to ask the question like I asked everyone. Can I call you a smoke buddy? You can, but I'll be smoking. I'll be vaping nicotine. You smoke weed. Okay, they say no more. Either way, we smoke is a smoking lounge. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right, fellas. So you heard it, Miss Luna Lark will be back. And not only will she be back on the smoking lounge, she also will be doing some episodes on the premium smoke room. That's right, the premium smoke room for four ninety nine a month. You get five premium podcasts. That's right. You get to enjoy extra content and a lot of it weekly. Four ninety nine a month, and you get to hear this sexy lady. And just to let you know, in the premium smoke room, we get a little bit more candid, way more open, and even more nasty and freaking Miss Lacey. So you can really talk even more dirty. Oh, good. No doubt. So with that being said, tell everybody where they can spend money on you. <laughs> LoveLunaLark.com is all my links. You can find me on OnlyFans, LunaLark, Instagram, LoveLunaLark, Twitter, Luna Lark X, many vids, also just Luna Lark. See, and there you go, people. You heard it, you know where to go get it. So, <laughs> with that being said, people, you know how we end this all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge. I can't wait to have you back, sexy. Thank you so much for having me. No doubt. Hey, how you doing? Let me tell you about a great deal. Why don't you come on over to the premium smoke room? There ain't no smoke like premium smoke. I'm talking about four premium podcasts. I'm talking about Miss Big Queen and the Porn Rap Star. I'm talking about Pilgrim on Wrestling. I'm talking about Causing Havoc with Princess Havoc, as well as the Read Daily Report. Oh, I'm sorry. Five. STO Dark. Plus also extra premium episodes for some of the hottest ladies and gents in the business of porn. And all this for $4.99 a month. I'm talking about five to six extra episodes a week. On top of the free shit that you get. So do the math. Great deal. Only on Spotify, only on Anchor. Come check me out. Come catch this premium smoke.